Fearless Narrative is the podcast where we spotlight amazing female entrepreneurs and artists who are changing the world today. Enjoy the show. Hello, this is Fearless Narratives. I am your host, Cortland Jones. And I am your host, Kia Miner, and we are so excited to invite Crystal Simmons here today. Hey, girl. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Hello, hello. <laughs> Crystal is a certified professional coach. She's also a podcast host with Unstuck Yourself with Crystal Simmons. And reiterating again, just so happy to have you here. We've both had wonderful conversations with you and so excited to share this wonderful conversation with everybody. So <laughs> without further ado, please tell us more about you and your life, girl. Yes. So kudos to you, Cortland and Kia, for creating this platform. It was a pleasure speaking with both of y'all and I'm I'm happy to be here. I um, start my story off with saying that I created a business doing the two things. I used to get in trouble as Little Crystal talking and asking questions. And I always enjoyed it, but I always judged myself because people would ask me like, why are you asking that? Why are you asking that? So it's fitting that I kind of morphed into the certified professional coach um, realm where my clients thrive off of me asking the questions. However, it didn't start that way. I actually started my journey in my career in the medical field, knowing I wanted to help people. So that thread is still the same. However, I just went into the small box thinking and no fault of my own, just life. Now I have more experience was, oh, people are in the hospital. They're sick. I can help them. And I decided to become an x-ray tech, which was always fascinating for me because I'm a visual learner. So x-raying the bones, I'm like, oh, this would be so cool. But then I realized, oh, you actually x-ray the intestines. You actually have to go into the OR. And I was like, oh, so it just expanded my, my knowledge of the medical field because even starting out, it was limiting for me, nursing, a doctor. And then my mom knew someone who was an x-ray tech, but I didn't even know there were so many different careers within the hospital field that I almost kind of felt regret that I didn't know there were so many different uh, nuances. Like, for example, going into the OR, they have surgical techs. You go to school to study the tools that you're handing to the surgeons. And I'm like, the thing, respiratory therapist, like, so... I definitely appreciated that awakening of getting into a field, following through with my dream, coming to X-ray Tech, then quickly promoting to becoming an instructor. And I would say that kind of unlocked my curiosity, but also my inquisitiveness of when I stand in front of a classroom full of students who are pursuing the same thing I did and becoming an X-ray Tech ranging from the ages of like 18 all the way up to like 50 plus, where they might be starting a new career. And knowing that I didn't want to instruct the same way those who were instructing for like 20, 30 years, I wanted to have a conversation. I didn't know it at the time, but my style of teaching was facilitation, asking the questions. What do you think? Reading, um, their body language, their facial expressions, and also utilizing their classmates to help me out because we only speak like ourselves. So if I'm instructing someone, I'm like, hey, you know, think about this. I could change it a little bit. And then just seeking the help of their classmates, like, how can I see it differently? 
So I didn't know it at the time, but I was unlocking their ability to empower their classmates. Like we're at the same, they're at the same level. So to have that person that you're at the same level kind of use your language, it's just, it was so beautiful. And I, it made me really excited to go and teach, even though I doubted myself because I was only a tech for about six years when I started becoming an instructor. And I was like, I definitely got to be doing this for like 20, 30 years. And they're like, no, I've one of the instructors, I think he was actually an x-ray tech for only two years. Like, oh, then I can do this. <laughs> so the stories I tell hopefully offer people the insight of what is limiting me unconsciously that I'm not even aware of. And I wasn't aware that I was limiting myself. Like, I can't be an instructor. Like, this instructor has been doing it for 30 years. There's no way. And thankfully, uh, a student told me, she, she said, she was like, that instructor of 30 years, like, she is very knowledgeable. However, she is a little boring. And <laughs> her style, <laughs> Portland laughing. Sorry. <laughs> but she was older, you know what I mean? And that was her personality. And that just, a light bulb went off. And I was like, I'm not boring. So I started bringing in, like, Play-Doh. We started doing quizzes on our phones and like it just I found new apps for them to utilize instead of this one textbook that they're made to use I'm like go to your phone there's so many apps that I didn't have there's YouTube videos there there's so many resources and that has just kind of led me to coaching with recognizing I don't have to have all the answers where the students know how they best learn reading their facial expressions, their body languages, and being able to approach them that way, it was a gift. And luckily I promoted from being a clinical instructor to a clinical coordinator within about a couple months, actually. Wow. And then I promoted to the chief technologist who worked alongside the director of radiology at a very prestigious um, hospital in Richmond, Virginia, youngest Chief Tech, Black woman, shout yeah. out to us. <laughs> shout out. So I knew there would be challenges, but I didn't give a shit. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm used to it. And I knew what my goal was, which was to incorporate education because I saw it. I saw it trans, like, transform so many individuals. I was like, I want to bring that to the hospital. And thankfully, I had people who supported me, some of which were outside of my radiology department because the person who I sought out to be my mentor, who was my boss, who hired me, who was the director of radiology, she didn't see my vision. And it, it, it hurt me. It, um, it stifled me and me questioning, like, am I supposed to be here? Am I like, am I doing something wrong? I, why don't I think like her? Why? And then like, just taking a step back and looking at the bigger picture, Asking questions. My husband always say, if you ask someone two questions and they don't have answers for you, there's your answer. Where I'll give you an example. I would ask her, um, could I do this training program to become a chief technologist to just better equip myself with HR policies and procedures? And she was like, I don't know if you have time for that. So I'm starting a new position and you don't know if I have time for training? Mm -hmm. 
Uh, luckily, I had asked her and her boss, and her boss was like, yeah, it's fine, it's cool. Literally, it was two days. So <laughs> I wasn't gone long. Yeah, I was traveling, I think, 45 minutes away from Richmond. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Luckily, I went to the training. It better equip me to be able to hold my staff accountable, but also educate them and the expectations of, as a chief technologist, what I expect of them. Showing up on time, um, holding your team down, asking for what you need. And when I would ask her for more staff, because different ER departments, um, other departments were saying like, hey, y'all are lagging. Like you, it's taking a long time to x-ray our patients. It was the lack of staff. She said no. Red flag number two. Mm -hmm. Wow. And those red flags just kept flashing. And I'm happy. I'm thankful. Two years later, y'all. So this is 2022. Actually, oh my goodness, it's been um it's been three years. Wow. Three years. I am thankful for that depressive journey because it reminded me who the F I am. Mm -hmm. I am unique. My questions are valuable and the people that I helped along the way, they still, still hit me up. I was like, Crystal, will you, will you give me a referral? Y'all have been gone for three years. <laughs> my previous boss, she's still at the hospital. Mm. So that warms my soul because I questioned myself for leaving that, that um, toxic, overwhelming just journey of, am I doing this right? Should I do this? And I, I've never left a job without having a backup job. And I reduced my pay by $60,000 by leaving that job. I still had another uh, product-based business of bringing in income, but it reduced my pay, $60,000. I say that because while I knew those red flags were going off, I was like, I need to find a replacement job. Oh, I can't take 10,000 less. What do I look like? If I could do it over again, I definitely would have chosen that 10,000 less job, the 20,000 less job, because I stripped myself of so much. And But I learned and I get to share that with my clients. So hopefully during our time here, I'm able to share where I experience fear and the people who are listening can acknowledge the fear that they feel and move with that fear. Um, so yeah, I'm happy to dive into whatever y'all want to talk about. <laughs> yeah, That's an amazing story. And I feel like it's aligned with our, obviously our theme today for feeling the fear and doing it anyway. And it's aligned with, you know, my story too, about how I ended up quitting my toxic environment to, to do my own company. And it's been incredibly scary, Yes, <laughs> but I love how I met you through my, my experience here and you actually helped me to, you know, have this show in the first place, because without you, I was still in the fear of, you know, not being able to speak because I was scared to speak. And, you know, you have inspired me already from just hearing, hearing your story and talking to you and being a guest on your show earlier this year. It's been incredible to, you know, be on this journey with you. I, I second that, Cortland. And even shout out to Michelle, who linked us up yes, via email. Harris. And you and I being able to have like just an open, candid conversation before we even you know got on the show and recorded mm -hmm. on the episode. So it was just, I was like, five minutes in, I was like, oh, it's done. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <Before>. Yes. <laughs> 
Yeah. And on my end, like, well, there's so many things that could be said about how you just introduced your story to us, but there were so many nuggets that mm-hmm. were just like, ooh, wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. You know, like so many relatable points, like obviously feeling the fear, doing it anyway, choosing whether or not to like is money the the biggest choice that you're making or are you the biggest choice how much do you Mm. value yourself over money Mm -hmm. and thinking about it that way because that shift is so 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 important right thinking about toxic work environments oh I mean I'm sure everybody here watching listening has had a similar experience and the fear you know the the doubt and the doubt ooh, the doubt Mm -hmm. like oh it's it's real it's scary it gets you you in your bone marrow not just your bone (laughs) to your bone marrow you know and if you don't you know if you don't have the space to be able to step back or the support to help you see and remind you who the f you really are yeah like you are in a bad place and will unfortunately be in that bad place for a while like not everybody is as lucky as the three of us to be able to say we were somewhere that we realized that we shouldn't be and we we were able to motivate empower and push through and get to a new better place like it's and it's one of those things where everyone has their own threshold mm-hmm. where someone would be fine with i hate my job it is very toxic however it provides me xyz and they stay there that is their, their, that's their prerogative. But there's also individuals who are like, you know, I'm by the rules. I'm thankful and grateful for these opportunities. I don't want to be perceived as picky or ungrateful. So I'm going to stay. And that's where I was, where I was like, I'm the youngest chief technologist. I knew it would be challenging. I'm managing I'm overseeing 70 plus individuals, many of which are double my age, who are pretty much stuck. Hence the title of my podcast, Unstuck Yourself with Crystal Simmons. Yep. <laughs> I would have candid conversations with them one-on-one. And they will say, Crystal, I took this job right out of x-ray school, not thinking I would stay here forever. It's 20 years later. 20 years later, y'all, like wow. imagine saying like, oh, I'm just about to date this person. We'll see where it goes. And you're stuck for like 20 years. Like, it's like, how did that happen? And coaching with my clients is awareness, mm-hmm. being aware of where am I right now? Where do I want to go? And who is there to help me bridge that gap? And for some, it is, it starts with family. Some, it starts with a dope mentor or coworkers who see the best in you and hear you say, oh, I want to do this, but then I want to do that. And they, they'll they be the ones that hold you accountable. It's like, Portland, you said you wanted to do blah, blah, blah. It's been like a year. Mm-hmm. Are you still doing that thing? Key, I remember you said you always wanted to, when are you going to do it? And that comes in the forms of friends, coworkers, a stranger just with a simple message and I got a lot of those thankfully on my journey of leaving the hospital 
But imaging was my life. That was my identity. I went to school. I succeeded. And to let that go, I needed, Crystal needed that literal like shaking and like slapping and like, what the F is going on? I come to work. I do a damn good job. I care about my staff, but yet I'm getting in trouble. Yet I'm being questioned of, why are you holding people accountable? Why are you writing people up? And I'm like, that's my job. Like, I don't understand. So acknowledging that this is the fucking twilight zone and I get to choose if I want to stay in the twilight zone. Because mm -hmm. I kept trying to change the twilight zone. It is what it is. That's crazy because I was stuck at my old job for nine years and that was only meant to be a two-week internship okay what? yeah so that I was did not know that that was insane because I was told you know two weeks and I was like okay cool easy and then they asked me to come in again after I was done for like a few more days okay cool nine years later <laughs> it wasn't that I was unhappy really like I I was I felt totally stuck for a long time but it wasn't all bad. It just wasn't what I wanted to do. I wanted to be in art and, you know, be creating things. And I was doing things in production. So I was like, this isn't even my like goal for my future or for my career and whatever. This isn't what I want to do, but I've been stuck here because I, I don't even know how I just became like so close having, you know, all, all of my co um, coworkers, there and they were all like family to me because I was so young I was mm. only I was only 18 or no 20 when I started and they kind of you know raised me in a way but I felt really attached to them for that reason but I was miserable at the end like I was like this is not my path I I feel super trapped and it mm. wasn't until I could feel like my physical body reacting to my pain of being at this job that I wasn't, you know, enjoying anymore. And I just wasn't having any like life in me at this job. That was what pushed me to quit and finally go on to my next job. But then my next job was also miserable. So it was like, I realized after a while, that, like I meant to do so much more. And that's how I got into my whole, you know, my company and building that from being stuck for so many years doing things that weren't meant for me, apparently, apparently at all. So it was, a huge shift for for my life. I want to touch on that because you said uh, it started two weeks and they asked you to come in and then um, time kind of went past. And like I mentioned before, it's awareness. Mm -hmm. And what I found to heighten your awareness is having that accountability partner, whether that's a coach, whatever, mentor. Also like acknowledging where you are, whether that's journaling every day, knowing that like, hey, I'm going to do this. And then my goal is to reach out to these people so then I can actually transition. And I didn't find myself doing any of that in that corporate job. It was, I go to work. Because in, in my mind, I made I made it. Mm -hmm. I'm making a lot of money, the most money I've ever met, uh, made, excuse me. And I'm leading change. Like I'm actually doing the things I want to do. I'm getting pushed back and it's kind of struggling. And I'm like, oh but I'm still able to kind of do what I want to do. I didn't have a plan. My plan was to go to school, had that full-time job, and then I just promoted, promoted. And those were just bonuses. There was no plan at the end where I stopped doing creative stuff. 
where when I was younger, I'm riding my bike, um, I'm dancing, I'm listening to more music. I was just going to work and working out, which is nothing wrong with that. However, as an adult, we are not tapping into the playfulness. And that is what uh, brings about the awareness, the playfulness. And the playfulness can be coloring. Playfulness can be just taking your shoes off and walking around in the grass. Playfulness can be me and my girls, we get together at least once a month to do something. Because you get stuck in that routine. And then you start saying, I don't want to go out, I'm tired. I'm so tired. I don't go out anymore. <laughs> and we start telling ourselves, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. And what you're doing, you're conditioning yourself where I can't take one anymore. Mm-hmm. Even if it's the chance of an opportunity to expand and do less work. We think going out, that's, that's work is so much. You're not aware of what it gives you. Mm-hmm. That's why we have the podcast. You can be tired before you're about to hit record, but then when you start having the conversation, it's acknowledging like, yo, my energy was probably like at a two out of 10 before we started. We hit stop on the record. Now I'm at a 10. Mm -hmm. It's acknowledging and being aware of your energy levels. And we were talking earlier, we only talk like us. So we only hear ourselves so when someone comes in and says, hey, Kia, I don't know if you heard yourself say, I can't, I can't. You say, I can't a lot. So to hear somebody else tell you what you're saying is like, I can't. It's, it's that it's more awareness. Mm-hmm. Awareness is the key. So we're going to, that's the thing, like being aware of the fear, mm-hmm. there will be fear. Like I'm actually working part-time in addition to coaching, in addition to podcasting. I have now piqued my awareness of I want to do more shit. Meaning I want to travel. I want me and my husband to be able to move away from Virginia because I was born and raised here. I want to see the world. I just came back from San Diego celebrating my 40th birthday. Woo! (laughs) And we've been talking about possibly moving there. I am now applying for full-time jobs and that progress is just I'm, I'm excited to say it because when I left my job in 2019 and I started a product-based business, I felt like if I got a part-time job, a full-time job, I was a failure as an entrepreneur. And that took me talking to a lot of other entrepreneurs and being fearful of that feeling, mm-hmm. saying like, I'm looking for a part-time job, but I'm scared. I don't want them to control me again. I don't want to lose myself again. And the best meme that I've seen recently was, People say um, they don't want to start over. I don't want to start over again. And it was said that you're not starting over from scratch. You're starting from experience. And I was like, Mm, I love that. Yeah. I have so much experience of people trying to challenge who the F I am and try to mold me into what I'm not that it, it, even if it kind of happens, it doesn't last that long. Like I'm, um, when I started my part-time job, I told my coworker I wanted to detach. I ended up downloading a Google uh, email on my phone. And so we use Google chats. And one time the Google chat was going and I was responding and it was not within my working hours. And she messaged me, it was like, hey, I thought you said you weren't gonna be working in your hours. I was like, 
Thank you for that reminder. I'll touch that shit anymore. <laughs> I almost lost myself because we're so used to like, I want to prove myself. I want to mm-hmm. show them that I'm grateful. And I don't want to be perceived as being lazy, avoiding work. I'm part-time. Yeah. This is the time that you pay me for. Anything else other than that, why am I doing that? Is it because I want more money or is it because I'm trying to prove something to someone else? And as soon as you're trying to prove yourself, trying to defend yourself, you're trying to build a case, you're losing yourself. Yeah, for sure. Pia actually is on her on her path now to you know start a new journey for herself. I want to really tap into Kia's journey too to you know hear where she's been with her leap of faith here, you know. For the drive for me on the spot. She sent me over here. I'm enjoying <laughs> the conversation. Crystal dropping jazz. Well, I'm just you've been quiet. I need to hear you talk. I miss you. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> you know, I'm an active observer listening to this. She's doing things. We're all sharing. Come on. No, 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 no. no. It's, not, it's, it's not caring. It's not reluctant. It's not reluctant. It's not reluctant. I just love what was happening. And sometimes you just got to sit back and be like, wow, like this is my contribution, listening and like, but heard and received will start talking immediately. Okay. Um, so what's interesting about both of you, honestly, like I met Cortland, we had numerous conversations about where I started, where I'm not at now. And that's part of what led you and I to be introduced, Crystal, um, when I was at the precipice of what the F is happening in my life, right? <laughs> I'm so helpful, I know. <laughs> two, two, rightfully so. You're not wrong. Yes. You are. Um, and it's funny. So I, I work as a financial fitness coach, right? Um, with mainly female professionals. And I, you know, even to being able to say that, right, was like a big shift for me. And, and, and like full disclosure, right after we spoke, you know, I emailed you and I was like, mm, you know, I loved our conversation. You're dope, love it. But like, I probably don't even know what's happening with my life. So like, I don't want to waste your time. <laughs> and shortly after I said that email, like in my mind, I had officially quit my job. And Courtney could tell you, I called her the next day and I'm like, I'm quitting. <laughs> She's like, okay. Like, yeah, good for you. Like, this is what you need to do. I support it. Uh, all right. And, and what I realized and was that I didn't need to quit my job. I needed to quit how I was doing my job. And if Ooh. I wasn't able to have people like Courtland, have conversations like people with, uh, with people like you, I never would have been able to arrive at that conclusion because just like you're talking about, you need to put yourself in situations where you're able to enjoy what's happening around you. I wasn't enjoying anything that was happening. I was waking up, I was, and I'm working full-time with my son at home, by the way, 17 months old. So just that in of itself, how can you enjoy? (laughs) Like he's running around tossing shit, doing this, doing that. I got him bouncing in the background and I'm like, so about your financial portfolio, (laughs) what? And so I really had to take a step back and, and because I had quit in my mind, I wasn't doing anything that I didn't have to do because I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore, but also I have clients. I care about my clients. I'm not gonna leave them high and dry, you know? So I had like, low-key started what I thought was phasing out. I had some of my um, 
colleagues come on on meetings and then like this is who you're going to take this is who you're going to take it was only for a couple of days it didn't go too long but um I was hanging out with my son I was I was I was meeting with my clients when I needed to and I was like taking walks with my dog like doing everything that made me happy and I was like oh 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 like okay I don't hate the job I just hate like the mindset that I, I brought myself to because when I feel like you go from corporate to an entrepreneur, especially my background as a basketball coach, like you get what you get and you don't get upset and you need to stand out and you need to, like, there are so many things that you just have to suck up and deal with that the shift to working for yourself, like does not compute. You don't understand. It's like, okay, I haven't done. It's like, you know, if you haven't hit a hundred feet though, before you leave the gym, you're not leaving the gym. And that's the intention that I was taking to my business. And in some scenarios, definitely warranted, but not every scenario that exists in life. And that's what I was like, I can't lock on my computer unless I have this many emails. I can't, da, da, da. and it's like yeah. 8.30 at night and I haven't even taken a sip of water or ate or eaten food okay. or, you know, or when I have gotten up, it's because my son needs me. It's like, it was just just wild, 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 wild. And then what else also ended up allowing me uh, or bringing me to a conclusion was that not only do I need to quit what I'm doing and how I'm working my current profession, I need to be stimulated in other areas and other ways, right? Like I need to spend time with my homegirls. I need to have time by myself. I found out this month that I am officially a spa girl. I thought I hated it. I just moved in and I love it now, right? Like so many new things. And I'm like, oh, this is amazing. And I never would have been able to get to this place or space had I not been willing to hear the criticism, have the conversations, be vulnerable. And yeah, like feel the fear and do it anyway, officially. Vulnerability is beautiful. And it is still fearful sometimes for me. That will probably never go away. And I recognize the gift. Just like you said, you didn't know you were a spa girl where we tell ourselves we're a certain way. I don't do that. I don't do that. How many of us are still the same person from a year ago? If you're doing the same thing, you're not the same person. You now have more experience. and acknowledging that I didn't like it. I tried it. Oh my God. Like your face lit up. Like I actually like going to the spot, like that gift in your brain, in your soul is the constant reminder. And so many people that I have communicated with, even as a coach, like you said, you and I had the conversation, you were like, I don't want to waste your time. There's no, there is no wasting time as a coach in a conversation with someone. The best aha moment I had was as I'm learning how to facilitate a meaningful and purposeful conversation with my clients, recognizing that that growth moment might happen after our call. It might happen in between the calls. I used to tell myself as we're talking like, oh, I got to help them. I got to help them. Like, no, just us being in this moment is helping. It's bringing awareness. It might not hit them right now. And it's been true with all my clients. They're like, I've been thinking about what we I mean, that's it. That is the work. The work is increasing the awareness. The work is 
reflecting on the awareness. The work is saying, I've been reflecting on it. Like all of that is extremely expansive. And so many people don't understand coaching because they can't touch it. They don't, they're like, it's not a product. It's mm -hmm. an experience. A service, mm -hmm. basically, almost. Yes. It is, it's so beautiful. It, it is the most rewarding exchange of just value, the conversation, but also the money. I get to do things that I want to do. And my clients get to do the things that they want to do that they didn't know they want to do, but they gave themselves permission. Just like you, Kia, you gave yourself permission to say, I'm going to quit my job. And like, no, I'm going to quit the way I'm doing it. Kudos to you. Cause I, I really wish if I could go back, I don't promote people just leaving their job, just to become an entrepreneur. Did that shit was trash. Same. <laughs> if I could go back, I definitely would have taken 10,000 less. And I don't know, like, I'm still thankful for the journey. And I'm also aware of there are other ways for people. And I want them to, to, to just be knowledgeable of that. Definitely. I have been stuck in a different kind of thing recently where I've kind of been stuck as you were saying earlier, Crystal, about not being social and being kind of stuck in your house in a way, because I've been so in my like business mode and trying to have things built for my company and just being in that, that I haven't been social or been outside in like, I wouldn't say at least five days now, but, and I've gone crazy. I've gone um, stir crazy in this time, but because I've just been so stuck in this fear of trying to build my company and trying to have things rolling all the time, I've just been antisocial. And I think that my time that I talk to anyone now is probably during the podcast. So I'm happy that I have this to like, you know, connect with others and not be a hermit. But I'm trying to really figure out how to navigate that because I've just been not myself recently and I've just been having more anxiety being so closed off from the world and I know that on your on on your podcast you are really you know great at helping others to get over or push through their their stuck moments it's hard to tell now if I'm on your show or if you're on my show at this point because <laughs> the, convo, the convo is so is so you know aligned but it's it's really kind of hard for me to just like get into this space of balancing my work life again and I had that same problem in corporate but I feel like in corporate I actually had more life time at least at least now because right now I've been so focused and in this you know kind of a scary part of my company building right now because I'm doing all the investors um, nightmares and all of that which has been really scary so I've been not having enough time for myself to live and breathe and I'm kind of wondering if there's any advice that you can can offer to me or to our audience about how to you know balance that better being an entrepreneur and trying to live your life well there's three things thank you for sharing that Courtney the first one is we are all going to get stuck from time to time yeah that's why it's called unstuck yourself and it could be a shorter amount of time where before you would get stuck, maybe, you know, two weeks where you wouldn't talk to people or go out. 
And now you're acknowledging, which is number two, the awareness. You're, you are aware it's been five days. Mm-hmm. You're not saying, I don't know how long I've been in the house. I just, I don't, it's, I don't even can't remember the last time I left. You have the awareness. So when you get stuck, it's backtracking. Are you aware of where you are now? And are you aware of how it feels? Like you actually mentioned feeling of, you know, I'm kind of, I think you said anxious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the, in the house. And acknowledging your feelings, feeling your feelings, and deciding what I want to do with that. The third advice would actually be a question. If you were to be more social, what would that look like? That would be harder for me because I I was telling, I think, Kia earlier in our show, uh, I think uh, a few weeks ago, about how my old friends and I, we don't talk anymore because I've been building my company and it's kind of like been my my big, my biggest focus right now. So it's been kind of lonely in this process. I don't really know who I can talk to or hang out with anymore. And so because of that, I've been feeling really isolated lately. And I think that that's kind of a good thing because it gives me a chance to learn more about who I am now and what I want to do now versus what I was thinking before about my past, like who I used to be and what I used to do and what gave me joy back then. And I think that what would give me joy now are things that give me peace. So I would say maybe playing the guitar or being in nature and going on walks. But those are probably the only two I can think of at this moment, but um, I'm still figuring things out. And that's, that's completely normal. And yeah. I'm so thankful you share that because that's many people where you mentioned in the past, I used to do this. And then you gave a whole list of things that don't serve you. Yeah. Um, People I haven't been hanging out with, I've been doing this, I've been doing it. So that's the past. Yeah. And then you talked about the future where you are starting to connect with new people. And then you start listening, but I don't know what I want to do. I don't know. Then you found the medium. <laughs> yeah. I like playing my guitar. Yeah. So if joy is brought to you by playing your guitar, what are some things you can do with your guitar, uh, your guitar with other people? Hmm. Or just music, period. Or like my example I gave was realizing that I needed and I wanted need is a a low kind of vibe energy. It's like you're beating yourself into it. Like get in line instead of like, I want, like I want this. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to work out more consistently, but I wanted to have fun doing it. Yeah. And as I was watching a Netflix special, Uh, One of the um, participants were talking about, she used to be a former pole dancer. And I was like, I've done pole before. I want to play on a pole. So questions just start popping. And then I start answering the questions by Googling. Be mindful of the questions you ask yourself and then follow through with finding the answer. Because that led me to a pole dancing class, which I love. And I decided to do that because I had fun when I did it before. And I, I remember it being a workout. But when I got to the class, I told myself I was going to record myself no matter what, because I know I can get in my head. And I did. And I was like, Crystal, you are trash. You're not even getting the moves right. Like, if you could hear what I say as a certified professional coach, as a human, (laughs) still doubts, still fears, still on the pole. Recorded myself. Um, Luckily, the instructor's like, hey, anybody want to pull out their phone? They could do so. Um, I actually interviewed the instructor. Her name is Kira. Uh, shout out to her. She was a dope black instructor at that studio. 
And she has now created her business with pole dancing um, accessories like pasties, the dry hands for you to grab a hold of the pole and like t-shirts, beanies, all that dope stuff. She, when she said, pull out your phone, I was like, okay, cool. I won't be the weird one recording myself and nobody else is doing it. This is normal. Started recording myself, doing the, the routine, still talking to myself like this is trash. This is bad. I'm not even getting the news right. Hit play on the video while I'm in the class just to look at myself. And I was like, oh, I look good. <laughs> there are no mirrors, so you can't see yourself. Yeah. And that is what I offer clients. I get to show them what I see. I get to show them what they're exuding out, but they might have a filter and they don't even recognize how dope they are. So I have been going to this class for probably the last three months and it is so empowering. It has built my confidence. I didn't go to this class to build confidence. I didn't think I was that um, insecure. I have moments of it, but as soon as I walked in the class, I, the insecurity is like, so every time I step in that class and I record myself. I started posting videos on Instagram and so many women started messaging me privately and even in the comments, like I've always wanted to do this, but oh my God, girl, I don't want to see myself on that pole. And I was like, you know what? There aren't any mirrors. And they're like, what? <laughs> Limiting belief. Yeah. You say it, just joking. Did you just shut yourself down? Like, I'm not doing that shit. You didn't yep. say that, but you said that. Yeah. Yeah. I urge you and commend you for recognizing your awareness, acknowledging that it's been five days and I don't like it. Celebrate that. Yeah. That there's nothing wrong with that and that you have the power to give yourself permission to be like, all right, I'm gonna figure it out. And even if you go out and maybe you do like a, a jam session and it's trash, it will still be, the yeah. awareness <laughs> of being like, I don't like this. Let me do something else. Um, me and my husband, we always talk about like, I really think our biggest uh, downfall as humans is we're the fear of playing ourselves. I don't want to try something and not like it. I played myself. No, you didn't. You learned what you like and you learned what you didn't like. And maybe you liked a little bit of it and maybe not all of it. Like get into the habit of figuring out what it is you enjoy and figuring out like how many times are people like yo let's go out to eat and you're like I know what I don't want I don't want disgusting food I don't want greasy food I don't want bland food there's power in knowing what you don't want it eliminates all the fuck shit <laughs> yeah so that you can narrow down to what it is you do want yeah that's a fact and like in order to put yourself in situations you have to be willing to make yourself a little bit uncomfortable too right oh. like one of the things that came up for me, Cortland, when you were just talking about, I think even just thinking about the word social, right? Mm -hmm. Social normally implies that you need to be social with other people, but that's only one definition. Like you being social with yourself is an option. Like if you're thinking about, because for me, right, one of my favorite things to do, especially now that I'm married and I have a kid, is to like, do things by myself and remember that I like to be by myself or with myself, like go to a movie, you know, go to a restaurant, get a drink, sit at a bar, like be cute by myself with my little martini in my head, you know, but I had to remember that that's something that 
one counts like that's a that's kudos to me for doing it mm-hmm. but two like sometimes you got to remember you like being around yourself too you know and if you're not but it's uncomfortable like uh, I'm not gonna sit here and be like yeah every time I go somewhere I'm like eh, eh, here I am. no like sometimes you're yes. like oh I'm sitting at this restaurant and all I want to do is look at my phone why am I here by myself this is dumb you know but Again, to your point, Crystal, you find out what you like, what you don't like. Okay, cool. Maybe sitting at a restaurant with a two a two a two top with nobody in front of you is weird for you. Cool, but at least now you know. You know, maybe sitting in a movie theater by yourself with a big old box of popcorn is like you're social for you, and because then you don't you remove yourself from feeling like you have to rely on other people to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Because then that automatically is you know. I'm in the house because I don't have the same schedule. I'm in the house because da, 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 call it whatever you want. But I that's love that you said that. Because I used to love, I thrived on being by myself as a kid. Like my mom's like, you always got your door closed. Like my dad, my sisters. And I loved entertaining myself. Movies, recording music, especially from the radio on a cassette player. You're waiting for your song to come on, hit the core button. <laughs> um, so I actually really found out what I liked about myself. However, I wouldn't go in public by myself. Like I was like, that's way too weird. And Kia, I'm glad you brought that up because defining what words mean for us is definitely different. And if we stick to being social, like she said, you can go out, even if you see someone on the street, like, hey, how are you? Or you pet a dog, that's being social. Like there, there is no rule book of y'all have to talk for a couple minutes in order for it to be social. And think about the possibilities of you being by yourself and someone seeing you and y'all sparking up a conversation. That could be a new friend. That could be a significant other. It, it, it doesn't have to be so closed-minded where if I go out, I need somebody else there with me. But if I go out, I'm opening up myself to so many opportunities of growth of connection. I will say one of my recent friends, her name is Felicia. I went to a conference with one of my friends that invited me. Her name was Vern. And there was a panel. They asked the audience questions. I mean, we got to ask them questions as the panelists. And I stood up, had the mic and asked some questions. Just, it sounded crazy. Again, I told you my brain, my brain was like, that was like, sat back down. I was like, why did I speak? Why did I say anything? And Felicia came up to me and was like, hey, I heard you speak. I'm so glad you spoke. Because I said I was looking for a mentor. If any of the panelists wanted to be my mentor, none of them said yes. So Haters. Yeah, so I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I said it. She was like, I really appreciate you standing up and saying something. I saw you earlier and I admired your locks. And I was supposed to be here with my friend, but she ended up flaking on me. But I told myself I wanted to get out and meet new people. So this woman approached me after me feeling like I made a fool of myself. And her and I are still friends. And I told her, I was like, you have no idea the thoughts that are running through my head after I stood up and then sat down. So for her to come to me and then us to, you know, exchange phone numbers and so forth, I sat back down. I was like, that's why I stood up. I thought I stood up to ask my questions. It was to meet her. And that is where your life can be beautiful. When you just do those instinctively uh, intuitive things that kind of come to your mind that might seem stupid, might seem dumb, 
you're opening yourself up to so many opportunities that you mm-hmm. can't even think of. Like I didn't think about, oh, I can make a new friend at this like conference with my other friend. Mm-hmm. No, that wasn't my on my brain. So yeah. So you about to be social, Courtney? <laughs> <laughs> all this to say. Maybe we'll see. But um we can talk here all day, but um just me, Crystal, and Kia. But we are at time. So are there any last thoughts from Crystal? And also, where can our audience find you? Just ignite your awareness. So definitely wanted to share that. And people can find me on Instagram also at Crystal Clear Purposes with an S at the end. <laughs> and listen to the podcast, so Unstuck Yourself with Crystal Simmons. And if there are any corporate uh, leaders who are looking for a facilitator, I offer retreats. I offer one-on-one coaching, I offer team coaching to increase the awareness, but also the team engagement and recognizing that you might have a dope company and you see that there's potential for growth because there are certain things that are just not being spoken about. And when we unlock and uncover those taboo things that we don't really know how to talk and discuss, I'm down to have the discussion and to uncover it clean it up amongst the team so that they can create that, that easefulness, that flow of revenue, uh, team collaboration, less stress for you as the leader, because they're all adults. They don't need to be babysat, <laughs> but I have, and I have noticed that they do tend to want structure in terms of what is best for them and their team. So yeah. Instagram, you can email me at crystal at crystal clear purposes. And yeah, that's about it. Thank you so much for joining us today, Crystal. It's been the most fun hour and it's been a great time having you. Loved it, loved it, loved it. You too. Thanks for having me. Bye. <laughs> and that is a wrap. Fearless Narratives airs every Wednesday on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and we will see you next week.